blow, 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 Good, good job, good job. Broke the show. Not my fault. It's not my fault, dude. I was, I is. was, <laughs> I was here. I was living here, and then thing where I did this. You did what, bro? King, you did it again. Kill this but, audacity wait, meme. Wait, wait. Okay, what, what? What do you do? You're like, you were cutting in and out. Now you're speaking again. Yeah, no, I I was playing I was playing a song from the new Mike album over my headphones that I uh, attached to my I could, microphone. I could very very barely hear it. That's because I'm listening very quietly, uh, but I'm talking very close to the mic when I should not be. I should back up a little bit, so I should turn my volume up, and then and then can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is probably about where I should be speaking from. Anyway, I get super close up to the mic when we record. And then it kind of like fucks me up when I'm doing the editing because my levels are way higher than yours. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, really? That's yeah, yeah. Surprising. It's been like past couple weeks, but I think it's because normally I'm like up the mic like this, but like I should probably yeah. be back here. Inhaling it. Yeah. Chewing it down. That's 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 a couple polite words for it. All right. Uh, I'm about to do it. This is and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun, and the bullets in the gun. One shot, one shot, and the bullets in the gun. One shot, and the bullets in the gun. This humboard is fucking loud as shit. <laughs> it's so loud much louder have... than the I fucking still... show. <laughs> I still have audacity running right now. I need to stop it because I'm just like wasting memory right now. But like I can see it even on the levels here. Like that shit is way louder. Jesus Christ. I need to adjust that. That's good with the Kenny Chesney bullshit or whatever. And the bullets in the car. <laughs> I love that shit being loud. I'm just like, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> Might as well. If we if we ever somehow get like famous for doing the show, I want to get the rights to that song and have it as the actual intro. And a bullet's in a gun. How much do you think the rights <laughs> no, the whole for song. that song should should be and would be? About tree fitty and about tree fitty. Hey. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Pouring, uh, I made, I made a, I made a tall. Uh, I'm kind of retarded. Are you sure we can air that? <laughs> that's in the, that's in the highest protected tier. I'm kind of Not bone well. It's not bone well. We will be right back. <laughs> okay, no, I've been drinking, so I'm good. I got a Manhattan for the show today. Um, I, I usurped your opportunity to say what you were drinking over here. I got a I got a classic drink that I I do like a lot, but I'm not a not as big of a fan of as I as I used to be, especially since I discovered the Vukare. But what do you what are you getting into? I had a a, a medium. I I ran out. I finished the the medium tier whiskey, the the Larceny, the Larceny bourbon. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you've all seen it. It's the one with the lock on it. It's a uh, eh, pretty reasonably priced and pretty reasonably tasting. So I just got it, and uh, yeah. Uh, I finished that because I was going to pour tall, and uh, I decided, yeah, 
um, program managers need to need to find their firstborns. That's pretty mean. I would like, maybe, <laughs> maybe toads or boils. What are the other? What are those other curses? The locusts. I already said. I'd say like boils. That's 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 probably fine. Like yeah, they're called boils, right? Whatever. That like, I wish. I wish yeah. boils. I wish they get four boils on their body that are un-get rid of a bowl for like two weeks. They deserve it. It's fucking bastards. Sorry, I I I disconnected there for a second. I was turning my VPN off to to go into my Gmail. <laughs> I just said that they deserve boils, four boils on their body that they have to keep for two weeks, publicly four. visible. They deserve it. Four. What? Only four. Only yeah, four four is fine. Five is like you know outbreak, but four is yeah, like one on their one on their hand, one on their opposing arm, one on their neck somewhere, and one on their fucking I don't know. That's pretty much it. And I don't know. I don't know. That's it. Uh, anyway, the, uh, tall tall uh, whiskey and coke. So I uh, I'm throwing you a curveball. I uh, you said that uh, you said you want to do music first. I don't. Yeah. I want to do music last. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't have very long reviews, uh, and and I think that it's it's just gonna serve to do better to mu- do music last. So I'm gonna kick it off because I've been doing this, uh, been doing overtime pay to collect some more money, and uh, I. <laughs> barely barely fucking worth it um and i uh, i was told today you know you know you shouldn't drink a, a big thing of coffee and uh and two energy drinks and i said yeah according to who and he's like well the the world health you know for caffeine. the world health pussies that's yeah, what it is I'm like never fucking heard of them <laughs> <laughs> so uh but i didn't because like i had a big burrito and i was i was like not feeling like i needed extra energy and I, uh, I wanted to review three sips today, and uh, okay. I'm going to start it off with uh, with one that you know, and the last two will be ones that you probably you you probably do, but we have not talked about before. And this first one is a redux of one that we had had originally uh, on on the on the shelf of energy drinks, and uh, this is all the way from Everett, Washington, sugar free Green Dragon. Uh, now I want to say that this Green Dragon has less caffeine than a Monster Baja Blast, like the canned sugar. This has like 68 milligrams or like 73 milligrams of caffeine, and it has more like isotonal or isoproptyl or some steroid-ass sounding thing that has varying like varying reports on if it's good for your health or not. So, you know, that shit's probably causes cancer. Um, I drank this and this is the fucking worst thing. This is worse than any Rockstar flavor. This is slightly better than that nitro monster mocha bullshit suck my dick ola <laughs> and i just want to say that washington is not getting a good rap for this this is a cheap ass 
I think this was 89 cents and uh I the I wish I What were you expecting not... for 89 cents? Something passable. I wanted something passable. That is not too much to ask for. Something passable for 89 cents. That's that's fine. You know, I I don't expect it to be good. I don't expect my, I don't expect to enjoy it, but I expect it to be passable. And have enough caffeine to, to kick. So, you know, fucking Green Dragon, fucking Everett Washington. Yeah, you suck. Two out of ten. This shit didn't have any sugar, but fucking <clears throat> it deserved more caffeine. Everett Everett is a uh, uh, city or town. I feel like it's closer to a town than a city. But uh, I have good memories of Everett because that used to be, when I was growing up, uh, every Fourth of July, we would go out and watch the Everett Aqua Sox, which were, uh, you know, like a, a what are they like fucking single A? I don't know, man. Like uh, some some farm team for the Mariners, uh, seating capacity of like thirty seven hundred or whatever. So, you know, not not a not a big deal, but we would go up and watch them every Fourth of July and watch the fireworks up at Everett so like I, I got respect for Everett I fuck with you Everett but if you're making shit shit sips then like yeah you kind of do got it like if this is your your chance to uh this is what you know, know showcase yourself yeah. yeah this is this is what you're showcasing yourself to a national audience uh like Everett you gotta step your game up <laughs> you gotta step your game up because we know you Everett I know you Everett I love you but like Everett come on I have some incredibly bad news. Oh, no. Yeah, you better fucking be saying, oh, no. <laughs> so this is so I so I want to Google Maps and uh, the Everett Stadium is actually known for being Ken Griffey Jr.'s first professional home run, which is pretty cool. You know, that's a claim to fame. Okay, yeah. Um, the field at which that he got his first professional home run is called Funko Field. Funko Pops fucking sponsor. It, it, it wasn't always though. Okay, it didn't <laughs> used to be that. They fucking sold the fuck out. But it's, it's. I I swear they're better than that. I swear. Come Are on. you sure? Like, Are me. you sure about that? Me. Ah shit. What what do they used to be? Come on. I need to. I need to. I, this is this is what all those years of of Google. Uh, okay, so uh, opened in 1947. It has been the home of the Everett Aqua Sox, a minor league baseball team in the high A West, and its predecessor, the Everett Giants, since 1984. In 2019, the ballpark became known as Funko Field. So I did, after I moved out, you know, like, I left, and then they were like, let's rename this shit to fucking Funko Pop. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I killed it, dude. It's my fucking fault, man. Um, the Everett School Board approved a Eight year, one point one million dollars. So they're basically getting um a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year for their fucking stupid ass single A stadium to be called Funko Land. <laughs> That's so fucking lame, man. Jeez. <sighs> Gunshot Everett, to Everett. I'm trying. I just fucking blew it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to defend them, and they just won't let me do it. That's also, the their field problem, is fucking dude. turf. Really? You live in a place where there's like rain every day of the year, and you're oh, we're gonna do turf. No one, no baseball well, field likes turf. That's stupid. Yeah, I mean, there's not actually that much like rain, rain there. Like Seattle rain and and general Seattle area rain is more like oh, it's drizzling, so we're calling it rain. But normally, it's just like fucking depressingly cloudy. 
um, yeah. which I miss. I do miss that. And man, I'm looking at pictures of the stadium now and I'm, I'm thinking of the old days, like sitting, sitting on the, on the, on the grass outside, you know, watching the game. So this is bringing back some memories for me. I wasn't expecting this today. Oh, that's fine. But, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to say it. This fucking field is dog shit. You fucking know it, too. Fucking Funkaland turf field bullshit. Funkaland, Jesus Christ. I um, could have done so much better. Okay, we're going to not reminisce about this shit anymore. <laughs> um, so the second and third. Now, you probably know about this. But Bang got, well, you definitely know this. Bang got bought by Monster. We all know. Never heard We've of said it. it. And uh, the CEO is crazy, super creative. <laughs> and uh, little did we know that the Bang brand lives on. The parent company of Bang, I think it's fucking A seven A four seven five, like sports equipment or whatever. It's it's some number, but you you can look it up after I tell you about this. So I had two cans of the the future, which I am referring to as. The holdouts of the Bang Schism. This is <laughs> Meltdown Energy. Meltdown Energy is owned by the same parent company, and they have the same font on their cans uh, for the flavor distinctions. And it's like pretty much the same Bang uh, branding as as uh, as Bang. Now I am assuming that this is just the Bang recipe in a new can. Uh, and yeah, that, you know, that's kind of what I expect. This shit was probably like a dollar a can. I think I bought this at, uh, I don't know where I bought this, honestly, but this shit is probably a dollar a can. So I had two of these. I had Meltdown Crazy Key Lime Pie, and I had uh, Meltdown Mango Bango. Mango Bango. Mango uh, Bango. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm going to say this. These were both pretty good. I have said before that key lime pie was a flavor of, of desire, and I think I had the bang key lime pie, and I was upset. But I had the meltdown key lime pie, and I feel like it clicked. It it clicked. It clicked, and I got it. I understood what the key lime part of it was. And, you know, it, it's best experienced in these small sips, and... I gotta say, I, I was impressed with the with the key lime pie flavor. I'm giving I'm giving that one an eight out of ten. Uh, I it, this is a twelve ounce, two hundred twenty five milligrams caffeine, so it's still at the rate of knocking your socks off. And I enjoyed it. This was very very good. The mango bango, dog. This shit is a nine out of ten. What the fuck? The mango what? bango in the house here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this mango bango this i had this the same week that i had the ultra fiesta Ma- ultra fiesta mango monster can and this meltdown like on a taste basis is so much better and i i think that the mango monster is good i think it's like almost impossible to fuck up a mango drink but this meltdown is so good exactly there it is vpx sports relaunches bang the holdout to the bang schism ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we've got the original gangsters still in the house they're under oh, a new name oh, 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 <laughs> did you know about meltdown before no this is the first i'm hearing of it it's real he's back 
Friend of the show, Jack <laughs> I gotta buy more fucking meltdown pants. <laughs> I, think, I gotta well, support of, my boy. <laughs> as of 2022, these were there, there were only three flavors. It was mango, bango, rainbow unicorn, and frose rose, which were all three old bang flavors. So these are these are 225 milligrams caffeine. These are keto energy drinks, dude. You're reviewing some keto energy drinks. I believe it. I mean, I believe <laughs> it. All meltdown energy flavors. Because that's what I want. Because I now have had the key lime pie. I'd be surprised. Okay, so three new flavors were... No, that's that's the three original. Fuck. I don't know. They must have new flavors because I have had... Now, there's like these cans... This shit looks terrible. This is like this is like we're, we want to be Nos. I think this was the original one too. Like we want to be Nos, but uh, look like zero sugar, and it looks ass. It, it does look like yeah, a those supplement. Are pretty bad. Uh, I like those the. Bad. This is like a a part where minimalism helped because I think that those newer cans are better. Uh, they also have yeah crazy key lime pie. That might be the. Only four flavors. This I've seen one that guy says I got four meltdowns from a gas station, and they were all red lines. Oh, and they were all red lines underneath. <laughs> Maybe I should have checked the can. It might have been red line. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, it was really good though. I was a big fan, and uh, shit, yeah. People are false advertisement. And this makes sense because, like, I noticed that the can, the Meltdown can, was like, oh, shit, dude, he might have been, this might be a fraud scheme. Because I feel like the top, like, the labeling on the can was not, um, like, it was more, like, pressed on. <laughs> Real-time fraud scheme discovered on a weekly drive-by. <laughs> There's people that are, these people that are, like, ripping off the thing and the, and the... It's like they're finding out that there's a red line underneath. And I haven't had red line. Well, no, that's long ass time. That's not necessarily fraud. It's I've seen this with craft beer a couple of times where they just reuse cans because like they produce a bunch of cans and then don't uh bottle or or can whatever, I guess yeah, can uh, under that specific drink for you know, however long, and then they're like, well, we have all these cans, we may as well reuse them for something instead of just, like, tossing them. So I don't think that's fraud. Yeah, that's that's probably true. But anyway, if you can find a meltdown by you, uh, it's worth it. I don't know how many flavors there are, but I'm seeing uh, I'm, I'm seeing the same three ones over and over again. Um, Bro, I gotta try the Mango Bango. I gotta try the Mango Bango. pretty damn good. You gotta try Mango Bango. Did you like Mango Bango as a bang? When it was bang, what was it? I feel did it was that the I don't think there was a mango bango bang flavor. They had the peach mango, but I don't think they had the bango. Bang mango, shit. I think you might be right. Yeah, that peach mango one was not as good. Mango bango no, is very mediocre. Oh well, it might have. I see one. It was. It looks like it's an old can design though. I think there was a. Maybe it just never happened. Like that. That's real. I don't know. Go get it. Go find it in your nearest wherever the fuck you can find it. I'm not sure. Anyway, you're gonna have to go to like Food Line or something. Really, <laughs> it's just shittier than the than the pig. 
Yeah, I've I've never seen this. And hey, don't disrespect the pig. I fuck with the pig. No, I'm saying you're just you're you're not gonna want to go anywhere shittier than the pig. Pig's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen this mango bango before. Well, well, there you go. You've now seen it. You've now seen yeah. it. Uh, I think it's time to get into some uh some bullshit headlines because I've got I've got some that are uh some that are pretty nice. Okay, so bullshit headlines. You know, these are the ones we don't actually read the articles for. So uh, I got, I got a few. It was mostly a a, a food focused week because shout out to America. Um, and you know, I never, I, I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a selection of these. I'm gonna pick a selection of them. Um, most of these are about food, but like you know, whatever. I think probably four out of five of the ones I'm gonna say are are about food. So here we go. First one, this is a question. I saw this, and I actually didn't know the answer for it, and I'm wondering if you might have the answer for it. Uh, why are there 10 hot dogs but only 8 buns in each package? What's up with that? Um, are there 10? What, what, about a, what about the ballpark hot dog? I think those have 8. I didn't fact check this. Fucking but like... 16. Yeah, there's, I'm seeing ballpark. 16 count. Yeah, this is it. Ballpark 8 and 16 count. Fucking get this shit out of my face. You're not buying ballpark hot dogs. You might as well buy a fucking... You're not even buying Johnsonville. You're probably buying great value-ass fucking hot dogs. Well, I see... No, no, that's the thing. There's... there's... Blown the fuck out, nerd. There you go. No, that's that's the thing. Okay, so there's there's 10 hot dogs in a package, but you still got multiples of, of... Oh, wait. So these are the ballpark... Franks. Okay. No, those, yeah, those are the hot dogs. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Well, That's whoever wrote that article. Then. Yeah, whoever wrote that article, they just don't eat enough hot dogs. I guess. Like that's they're they're fucking gaslighting me. I don't. That's that's we can say gaslighting, right? Like that's a thing. People. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a trendy thing. Like yeah. So I'm looking okay. up. I'm looking up. Uh, you know, what are what are some other hot dogs? You know, we got Nathan's. That's that's up there. Nathan's. Yeah, Oscar we got Hebrew Meyer National, Wiener. bro. I fuck with the Hebrew National. All beef hot dogs. Shout out to Hebrew National. Hebrew National. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Hebrew National. Topical. <laughs> Topical shout out. <laughs> Hebrew National. I don't see a whole lot. I'm looking Bro, at like, Hebrew National has a, a 3.1 stars when I when I look them up on Google. I get a 3.1 stars after 239 reviews. They're getting the review bombed by anti-patriots. <laughs> I'm seeing a Hillshire Farm. That's that's a popular one. Nathan's and this is these are all like the good ones. Then you have Bar S. Those are those are trash. Bar S is yeah. Bar S is like those are your poor people hot dogs, which I would know, but you know. I'm I'm not no disrespect, uh, but yeah, I'm not doing that again in the future. Uh, Hebrew National they got they get, they have six packs, I guess. So like that's what silly. what are, yeah what are they doing there? They're fucking selling buns. That's what they're doing. They're, they're selling. I'm not saying buns. any. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Oscar Mayer sells at a ten count. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn hot dog. I've never heard of that. These just look like never long hot dogs. Those are probably yeah. way too expensive for fucking hot dogs. Uh, Bar S. They sell them by the pound, not even by the... Fu- Made with chicken and pork added. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's like, I don't know. That's like the whole idea of a hot dog generally is it's like, oh, it's like mystery meat kind of thing. And that's how Hebrew National really like made their... Uh... 
made their claim to fame is that they were like, well, we're all beef. You know, this is like the kosher hot dog. So, yeah, we don't we don't have any of that extra shit in here. I'm I'm pretty much seeing Oscar Meyer sales at a ten count, and I think that's just that they're too lazy to sell. But bro, if you, if you're buying hot dogs, get the ballpark ones. Those are so good. That's like that's yeah. like the standard. Like, what's the standard big brand of frozen pizzas? That's ballpark right there. Like, is it Tombstone? Yeah. Is it fucking? It's not Red Baron. Red Baron can eat shit. Yeah, well, I, I fuck with the Red Baron, bro. But I, uh... I couldn't remember if you liked it or not. God damn it. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but okay. I feel like we solved this one, so I'm going to keep moving on. Uh, the second one, woman downs 48 oysters date heads for the door before the check. What do you think about that? I support um, it. I fucking support it. You know, this is, this is like, this is like the, the standard first date scenario. Like you don't, you don't buy the lobster or the, or the ribeye on the first fucking date. And is this a first date or is this like a married couple? Like what's what what is this? I would assume it was a first date. Again, I didn't read the article. All I saw was the headline of Woman Downs okay. 48 Oysters, date heads for the door before the check. And I feel like, you know, that's an appropriate response. Uh as 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 the person on the date. I guess they don't specify if it's a man or a woman, and I want to be respective to uh, you know all of my non-hetero people in the audience, uh, whoever you are, if you take someone out on a date and they decide to order something very expensive uh, without, you know, any sort of prior expectation on that, I think you have the right to leave. I think you have the right to yeah. leave them with a the check because that's a fucking dick move on their part. And uh, you don't have to stand for that. Like, would I do it? No, probably not, because sometimes I'm kind of a fucking pussy, so I'd probably stay there anyway. <laughs> but, like, I I wouldn't get mad at somebody for out. leaving for that. Like, Are you fucking serious? No, no. I think I think the whole idea of, like, just leaving and being like, well, that's fucking your problem if you wanted to be a dick and order 48 oysters that are going to cost yeah. me, like, whatever, $100. I don't even know how much oysters cost, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't need oysters. I don't buy oysters. I don't know. So I don't, that's uh, what my next point was going to be is like, I don't ever want to eat 48 oysters. Like oysters are a, are a thing that you have a few of, like I could probably not want to eat more than eight. And these are not like filling things either. These are like, this is supposed to be like a wine and cheese tasting sort of food that why the fuck are you like chowing down on 48? Dude, just get a steak or something. Well, no, That's you know what the thing is? I've what? seen this and I I did look it up. I said, okay, market prices uh, market prices on oysters generally range from $36 to $54 per dozen depending on current selection and availability, so multiply that by 4. And uh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, whatever. You're going to you're going to order like $200 worth of oysters on like on on a date or something then like you're fucking with somebody at that point because if you're a decent person, you're not going to do that anyway. So, I fully support somebody heading heading for the door for that. Yeah, all right. I'm going to give that king a big fat W. But there otherwise, you go. 48 oysters, bro. Why? You're going to like you're going to you're going to be shitting for a while if you're putting a horse in those. But, but anyway, moving on. Okay. All right. We got a Chick-fil-A puts out woke cookbook. What What is an awoke cookbook? What do you get out of that? What are the recipes? <laughs> um, 
Definitely, definitely that rainbow cake that you see, that's in the woke cookbook. The, like, cake where you cut it open and it's rainbows inside. Like a rainbow, okay. like, cake bread. That's one of them. Uh, what, what would, what would you put in a woke cookbook? The woke cookbook? Dude, I don't, oh, fuck. Uh, what goes into a one. woke cookbook? Um... Uh, I, I, I don't even know. I honestly don't know how, how you come to the conclusion that, like, food is, is woke. I don't get you that. Put, <laughs> like, you, I don't... Uh, you do um, you do a white, uh, you know, no, start with a sugar cookie. You put white uh, sugar, or not frosting, whatever, yeah, frosting on top of it. And then you put, like, light pink, light blue, and white sprinkles on it. And then, bam, there it's woke because it uses colors. Is... Is that, is that it? That's all yeah, that's in the world cookbook? Color. That's just... probably what I would get. <laughs> I'm just making up like a cookbook. I don't know, like, okay, so non-dessert, like, I'm trying to think of what would be in a... In what a... is woke chicken? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's like the 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 non... Like, I'm guessing that it's like the fake chicken, like the beyond chicken. That's my best guess, man. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm lost i don't want to is it is it, is it you i don't know is it like you look at the source of the food that you have to like that sounds too complex for a cookbook there's no way that's in it i'm looking i'm looking at what that should i or is that breaking the rules no that's like, breaking the rules all right fine yeah fine, yeah you can't do that you up. can't look any of this up uh a woke cookbook that's the only thing i can think of is like like you said like you're you're putting some sort of like rainbow or like other like trans colors in it or something like i don't i don't understand what could other than that make a cookbook woke so i feel like if we're both at an impasse here i'm just going to keep moving on uh this one is a study okay study foods like ice cream chips and candy are just as addictive as cigarettes or heroin do you believe that i don't think i yes, do, I do. <laughs> no i totally you do, do really i totally think that certain uh foods uh, can be made so either salty or sugary that you're gonna just want to keep having them, and uh, I, I I do stick by that. I think that that's a uh, if you get a good enough like endorphin boost from from food because it's so salty, like pretzels or something, or pizza or so sugary, like bro, I'm gonna say it, Maverick. I'm fucking I'm posting it right now, Maverick, pink sugar cookie, brother. Or and even their Snickerdoodle ones are so good, but this one, brother, I could live on this for the rest of my fucking life. It is the the way this is a shit. This is a shitty photo. Let me let me use a way better photo. This is a sugar cookie with pink frosting, and this is freaking delicious. I am trying not to go back to Maverick because if they have it there, I'm going to be heavily inclined. To consider buying it, and I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. They're very fucking good, though. Like, look, there's an Instagram <laughs> photo of these sugar cookies piled on at 1080p, brother. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna jack off. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I think that I don't think that uh anything that's in certain foods, especially if you're trying to starve yourself, is any less addicting because it's that temporary rush. Of, an, of of just feeling good feeling it's more energy like it's actually an energy rush that is more uh substantiative than like heroin because that shit dies off really quickly 
Well, well, I mean, well, okay. Here's here's my problem here. Uh, first of all, uh, as addictive as cigarettes or heroin, I don't think those two things in themselves are as addictive as each other. I mean, I think uh, uh, it, it it gets into a, a bigger, broader issue of what do I think is more addictive than yeah. than no sugar between cigarettes, cig cigarettes and heroin, yeah. Heroin, uh, but it's well. See, this is the thing. This is what I wanted to, to like talk about for a second. I think sometimes we get mixed up in our differences of addiction and dependence, and we kind of equate those two things when they're not the same thing. Because I think cigarettes are more addictive than heroin, but heroin builds more dependence than cigarettes because addiction is. A little bit more subjective like you know people talk about getting addicted to like video games or something and i think that's like kind of bullshit but at the same time i kind of understand it we're in the sense of addiction as being you know more of a psychological phenomena where uh where you know maybe somebody is not eating ice cream every day something feels wrong but like nothing's actually wrong in their body with giving up ice cream for a day um but like you know if you don't if you if you're a habitual heroin user and you stop taking heroin for a couple of days like you're going to feel very bad like it's actually in your body it's not just like in your mind so i think the use of the word addictive here is a little bit uh i guess disingenuous is the word i would use for it but at the same time still uh i think you know, somebody who is addicted to ice cream is not going to have the same compulsions, whether physical or psychological, that somebody addicted to cigarettes is going to have. Like, I think this is like such a fucking uh, bizarre misnomer, uh, not misnomer, but like uh, false equivalence. And whatever the study is that was done to like figure out this justification, I feel like it's just to make fat people feel good. Just stop eating ice cream. Just stop eating chips. Just stop eating candy. It's hard. I get it. But it's not as hard as not smoking cigarettes. Like, And maybe you should be smoking cigarettes at that point because those will make you lose weight. So, like, fine. You know, whatever. I've thought about it, but I'm not actually. <laughs> I'm not going to actually do it, man. It's just there's, like, no real reason to fucking smoke cigarettes. Like, I could just stop eating. Nah, dude, you want to lose weight, do some speed. Uh, not that I have any experience with that, but uh, moving on. Yeah. We are under attack by fundamentalists. Wine World pushes back against WHO's claim that no alcohol is safe. Do you think that the WHO, form, you know, from here on out, known as the WHO, uh, do you think that they're fundamentalists and that they are attacking... People who drink alcohol. I am under. I am under fire. They want me dead, man. That's lay the way. They want me dead. <laughs> they want me fucking dead. What is there to freaking enjoy, man? I have to deal with dumb people all day long and their stupid needs. Just let me go home and have a fucking drink. <laughs> this, the chats would not put up with this. I'm just gonna say that they would not fucking put up with this at all. They said something about Parliament. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. There's <laughs> a fucking whiskey. <laughs> fucking. We should have stayed gone from those losers. Never heard of them. <laughs> Trump did something right, man. 
Right, right. Yeah, I, saw, I saw I saw the headline there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the headline there of the we are under attack by fundamentalists. I was like, is this a Hamas thing? And then I looked at it, fucking wine world pushes back against the Ruse claim. <laughs> like, this fucking clickbait <laughs> bullshit, man. This is I will be joining Wine World today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last one I got. Um this is this is the non-food related one. Uh Scientists think orcas may be getting smarter as they show frightening new behaviors. What do you think these frightening new behaviors that signify the increasing intelligence of orcas could be? Are they making Pepe memes now? Is it, are they, uh, 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 I don't know. What, what else are they, what could they be doing? What was frightening about their, their intelligence? Weren't orcas like, uh, Weren't orcas the the creature, the aquatic creature that we were like shaking boats to get people to fall off of them so that they could eat them and shit? They might they have been. Like, I don't know. They were like ramming into boats so that they could fucking eat them. I swear that was a thing. Or they were ramming into like fishermen's boats so that the fishermen would like lose fish and the orcas would like steal whatever fell out. Dude, they are smart. They're they're smart, and if and if they're getting smarter, I think we're gonna have a real problem. <laughs> But like, well, well, yeah, I, I mean, if they're, yeah, no, I mean, I get, I get that they're smart and um, they do, do, you know, you, you've seen Blackfish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's conspiracy against the Blackfish. I'm not going to like make any comparisons <laughs> to humans there, but you know, at the same time, wow, what a coincidence that the Blackfish develop a uh, very aggressive behaviors under uh, situations of captivity and, and subjection, not going to make any comparisons there. But, uh, you know, I've seen that and they they were shown to be smart in that. And I know that like generally like those aquatic mammals like orcas and orcas aren't dolphins, right? They're like a separate species. Am I am I like they fall in the whale category, the whale category? What else is in the whale category? What is the whale category? Beluga whales, uh, not whale sharks. Stupidest ass name. Fucking misnomer. Whale yeah. shark. Uh, the the big whales, blue whales. Did I already say blue whale? No, I said beluga whale. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of whales out there. Manatees Sperm are whale. not part of this. They're they're different. I don't know, man. There's some there's some big there's a big things that live in the ocean. Okay, so I mean, I guess yeah. Um. We're talking about the the infra order cetaceans, I guess. Um, but I feel like they have more. It's it's an infra order of aquatic mammals that includes whales, dolphins, and porpoises. What the fuck is a porpoise, dude? Yeah, that's what a manatee I, is, I think. A manatee's porpoise. Okay. Um, but I don't know what what orcas could be due to be like getting smarter, and that could be frightening. Are they like voting for Donald Trump? Is that like they're? Uh... Is that what they're doing? They're 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 watching Rick and Morty. I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> they got seven seasons, and these orcas are just now picking it up, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Did you watch the season seven started? Right? Have you watched the episode yet? I haven't, bro. I haven't watched fucking have time to watch that. But I did finish okay. The Outsider at one point. Uh, I forgot to make that a topic, but uh, maybe next week because I'll, I'll still remember. It was a damn good show. Damn good it's show. A good show. It's a good yeah, show. So, yeah. 
I could get into further, but I've got a I've got my own two two uh, local headlines. Okay. One of which one of which made national news. One of which did not make national news. Uh, which would you like to hear first? Uh, give me the one that didn't make national news, and let's let's expand after that. Okay. Um. So this is uh this is by a very small outlet. This is a Mid City. Mid City is a place in Salt Lake City. Mid City salon owner Ter- Teresa Bowman leaves downtown Salt Lake City due to public masturbators. <laughs> Salt Lake City's downtown is beloved by locals, but is the homeless problem <laughs> ruining downtown? Our business is moving out of Main Street because they don't feel safe. By Allegra Zukovic. Uh, and that's that's all I'm gonna read. Public masturbators, ladies and gentlemen. Uh they're they're who's thinking about that why aren't we thinking about the children man come on in utah of all places we get public masturbators how could how could this happen how could it look okay i mean you know these are homeless people presumably i I don't i i I think presumably but it doesn't say so in the headline okay and i read a sub headline i did not read the article yeah so if if you're if you're a housed person uh, publicly masturbating, then I got to think you just got a weird kink and I'm not here to kink shame, but at the same time, like if you do that in public, you got to be uh, expecting whatever response you get. Um, but if you're complaining about like homeless people masturbating in public, where the fuck else are they supposed to do it? Like they're by definition in public, you know, like you want to, you want to house them, go for it. But I bet you don't want to fucking do that. You know, <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'm gonna post from this image is uh is or from this article is the the headliner image, and uh, I gotta say this is like uh this is definitely a row yeah fucking let me just copy the article and it turns out to be like six gigs and group me is like no fuck you uh here we go let me do it for real yeah upload error too big here we go uh this is the row of uh Jesus Christ group me what the fuck yeah you've absolutely is my internet still on? My yeah, internet? yeah, I hear you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Group me says it's not. Fuck you, dude. What? Maybe group me is down. That would be that would be a very inopportune time to go down. Uh, it, it would be. Okay, I refresh the page. Here we go. Look at oh, you know said, we got yeah, the there. <laughs> we got the row of uh, homeless people. Dude, look at the fall colors in the background. That's such a gorgeous photo. That's, that's pretty. And that's right pretty. next to the fucking ugly ass five over one, but okay. Yeah, exactly. And the no parking sign. You will not leave your car here. Uh-uh. Uh, I gotta say, yeah, those five over ones are way too common here, man. It's very they're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. We've talked about this before, and I don't want to like get they're off on it right now. Here. But but anyway, it's, it's yeah. Every small city, every small city, these fucking five over ones that make every city look like every other fucking city, and they're so fucking disgusting to look at. I hate them. I fucking hate them in the core of my bones. And they're always like fucking luxury apartments when they're fucking, oh, we got a pool in the middle and maybe we have a gym like on the top floor or whatever. It's like, fuck off. Like nobody has like, just fuck off. And speaking Sorry. about the core of your bones, Utah man is ordered to take down pole dancing skeletons outside his <laughs> yard after furious <laughs> residents complained about risque Halloween decoration. Good this segment. one is all over the place. This one, uh, this one has definitely gotten popular. Uh, it was on New York Times. 
the our friends at the New York Post oh, and Fox fucking... News. <laughs> okay, to to everybody at New York Times or New York Post or Fox News. All your fucking pieces of shit. Everyone. Um yeah, this is this one went all over I'm trying to find the photo, but uh <laughs> it was on like the thing is is that it was on one of the uh the street signs that they had this uh this obviously the hooker-ish skeleton going this is a great pose man look at this skeleton going to work <laughs> she doing it <laughs> Dude, yeah, who's getting mad about this who's getting really mad total... on fucking 420 street really <laughs> yeah total total sticks in the mud which of which utah is known for having a lot of uh yeah this was this was funny Said you will like have until nine p.m. tonight to take down your decorations, or they will be removed by the city, and you will have to pick up your items at the public works building. Jesus, yeah. And then they say city code; it's not allowed. I I do like that the uh, the shading in this photo makes it look like there's like one white skeleton and one black skeleton. I think that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like everybody can come together watching this uh, this female skeleton this purportedly female skeleton because you can't tell because it's a skeleton uh but with purple hair sliding down this this street sign so apparently this person uh had to take it off of his uh off of his off of that area because it was city property this is just the city giving them a really fucking hard time uh because it was the sign is like public property uh and then he apparently moved it onto his own lawn and I don't think they could do anything about it uh, until someone eventually complains. This is uh, this is the man that did it, uh, Mr. Christopher Fuji Shin. Uh, he's a fellow patriot, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone, we love our <laughs> troops here. We love our troops. <laughs> yeah, I don't got anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Can I move on to other articles that I actually yeah. did read and and or did read and send to you? You absolutely can. Okay. So the first moving on to some other articles here. The first one I want to talk to you about is the one that actually made me mad. Uh and then I'm going to move on, you know, to like the one that uh, I thought was just kind of funny and then the one I thought was actually hilarious and you know what that last one is. Uh this first one it's it's from CNBC our again enemy of the show fucking enemy of the show these these pieces of shit uh this is under their their uh side category side side hustles it says uh this 32 year old was making 17 dollars an hour now his side hustle brings in five hundred thousand dollars a year his top five business lessons and you know the core of the article is about oh this dude bought some vending machines or whatever okay fine i understand like that's apparently a very profitable business, and uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have the the cash on hand to do this. But uh, if you do, if you are a listener and you do have like significant amount of cash on hand, go buy a vending machine because people overpay at vending machines all the time. You can stock that shit super super cheap, and uh, you know you're paying you know whatever amount for like bulk Doritos, and somebody is paying a dollar for a bag of them. Like you're you're making you're making some serious dosh off of that. That's fucking i don't i don't need his top five business lessons that's the one right there it's just buy a fucking vending machine if you can uh but the the way the article starts out okay this this killed me he says 
five years ago, I was living at home with my mom in Rochester, New York, and making $17 an hour in a managerial position where it's like, okay, like $17 an hour. That's not a lot. That's not terrible. Like people working at McDonald's for like $10 an hour or whatever. Yeah, but managing like, a McDonald's. That's probably what yeah, or a Wendy's yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. $17 for like a low tier management position. Like that's not good, but it's not bad. You're just kind of in that, you know, middle scenario. Uh, not even middle. I don't want to say middle because people are going to think middle class if I say middle, but like you're, you're in that, like, you know, uh, non PMC situation. I feel like that's, that's the most accurate, uh, description I could give there. Uh, but he says, but in 2018, a friend inspired me to move to Philadelphia and start a vending machine business. I used $10,000 of my savings to pay for a snack machine, a beverage machine, two credit card readers, food and drink products, and any deliverer fees. And that's where I start to say, what the fuck, bro? You had $10,000 in savings. What the, What is this fucking bullshit headline of, <laughs> oh, somebody was making $17 an hour and now he's making 500000 Okay, but he had to have $10,000 in savings to do that. How many people have $10,000 in savings? Like, that's that's such bullshit to me. Like, it's so, it's so cynical the way that it presents this like oh if you're making $17 an hour you can go ahead and make $500,000 a year all you have to do is follow this one guy who there can be of course is going to be a black guy because it's like this is going to oh, anybody can do it if a black guy can do it but like fucking $10,000 in savings are you kidding me I'm like fucking tens of thousands of dollars in debt like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I have what way are you more talking about? It's not even funny. What, what are you talking about that he, you need $10,000 in savings to do this? Like, what the fuck is that? You know? You can still have so, debt and, and be able to save, though. It's just not a great idea when your debt is at like 7.5% interest, like fucking student loans are. Because it's like, oh, you may, you have to make sure that your return is more than the interest on your debt, which, okay, sure. So if you can make 7.5% on your money, then 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 that's you're probably really intelligent. and Or you just buy one stock and it goes crazy. I don't know, man. It, it's just, it is dishonest. I agree with what you're saying. I thought this was and... an old headline, and this is only like four years old. I thought that this was like a 10-year-old headline. It says it was published this year on October 13th, 2023. I thought the, I, I meant the original story though. So like, where do, yeah, where so, do you see the original story? Well, the, the original story is kind of like in 2018, but he didn't like make big money until 2021, which right. no, I thought okay. that I read this like way longer before than that, which yeah. Yeah, no, so he says in 2018 he used $10,000 of his savings to pay for a snack machine, a beverage machine, two credit card readers, food and drink products, and the delivery fees. And then he says, during my first year, it started as a side hustle that brought in just $5,000. So if you can afford to like spend $10,000 to make 5000 in a year, then this is probably a great idea. But, you know, if you're somebody that can't do that, and, you know, okay, he was 32 years old. Uh, he'd been making some, you know, probably like 13 to $17 an hour for a few years. He was probably living at home. I didn't read the whole thing here. Uh, I don't think it even says it, but uh, it's even, even, you know, in, in number four here, there's like five steps here. It says, uh, after spending about $90,000 on 20 new machines, card readers, product, and staffing, the college has turned out to be a bad investment. We removed the 
five months later. So like there's so much money you have to spend to even get to this point of $500,000 a year, but you'll never get that from the headline. Like somebody who's just being a normal person and scrolling through headlines is going to see, Oh, he's 32 years old. He was making $17 an hour. Now he's making $500,000 a year. They're going to think, well, anybody can do that then. I don't know what to say outside of that, but that's all I'm saying. That's that's the, that's the big point here is that this headline is very dishonest. It's very uh, it's very clickbaity, and it is meant to uh, make people look at it in a certain way. I would, I think, I think, uh, you know, because you got to negotiate with store managers. Like, hey, can I put my fucking vending machine inside your store in this space? Blah blah blah. And like, all WalMarts are basically already taken. So I'm thinking, you know what you gotta do is you got you gotta do a pinball machine. You got you gotta do invest in pinball machines, but those are probably more expensive than than shitty ass like vending machines. But pinball machines, bro, I bet if you put those in the front of stores, that you could make a comeback on that. And I'd say that I the don't... better investment is the credit card readers, like credit card readers on pinball machines. That's it. That's the business. Okay. All right. Here's a here's a funny one that is a little political, but has still interested me um, in the sense that you don't have to have like a certain ideology to enjoy this article. You just have to like bask in the in the in the chaos. Uh, this is from Business Insider, which I could only find like a non uh, uh, paywalled version on Business Insider India. Take that for what it is. Uh, came out October 20th, 2023. It's called Welcome to the Revenge of the Republicans You've Never Heard of Before. And a lot of this this article is just uh, kind of going over uh, the whole fucking chaos that the Republicans are going through over their speaker vote, where we made an episode uh, two or three weeks ago calling Kevin McCarthy a political martyr. And, you know, that was kind of like tongue in cheek or whatever. But um, it was it was at like the the very beginnings of of this like debate they've had in the Republican Party over who to pick for the Speaker of the House. And uh, here on uh, October 25th, 2023, they still haven't picked anybody. (laughs) They still haven't actually done it like they they did. They kicked out the guy and then they haven't. they have they didn't have anybody else to replace him with after that. And there's a there's a fun little bit here about Matt Gates, who's uh, our our you know favorite anti friend of the show, uh, calling a bunch of uh, you know Republican Congress people NPCs or whatever because apparently uh, he's another one of those people. Uh, where he he might just be you're 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 too online. <laughs> okay, you've lost context. Okay. And they've been going through a few different people since McCarthy uh, got booted. Um, I I don't I don't know some of these people uh, recently because this shit has been moving so fast, and I have I honestly have not been able to like follow this in real time as it goes because these people are fucking crazy and they don't actually know what they want. Uh, but I I bring this up because. You know, I was going to talk about this article at first, but something else happened today. There's another article from from CNBC, which I have on my phone, and I'm not going to bother to send you because I don't want to give them any more traffic. But it's uh, Tom Emmer drops out of contention for House Speaker hours after winning GOP nomination. 
and they keep nominating people like within themselves. So uh jim jordan got nominated at one point he was the most recent one and then uh steve scalise i guess was nominated another point and these are all some fucking crazy ass motherfuckers uh but is that his name yeah yeah jim jordan of ohio yeah he was the one who uh was he was the uh second nominee in recent weeks i guess and he was another one of those like big trump people big election denier people um and he eventually just he they, they went through a couple rounds with him and i guess he didn't get enough votes so he dropped out um but uh tom emmer of minnesota he had gotten the nomination from the party and uh then like dropped out after a few hours because like trump tweeted something bad about him or sorry xed something bad about him uh, so it's this just it's just it's just a shit show. It's just an absolute shit show. And this article was basically um, about uh, Austin Scott. I guess was was a candidate at some at some point. He was he was a, he's a representative out of Georgia, and he was challenging Jim Jordan. And there's a you know a paragraph in here that says Scott, an extremely low profile House Republican, has been in Congress for more than twelve years was among those who remained suspicious of Jordan's pugilistic tactics and his allies' derailment of House Majority Leader Steve Scalise's own bid for Speaker, even after Scalise had won the nomination. And, uh, you know, it says it's... Sorry, excuse me. It says, it's worth underscoring just how low-profile Scott is. Uh, one House Democrat told Insider that they had never heard of him before he announced a bid, and one of our like favorite uh, or, or unfavorite representatives, uh, Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado, uh, one of the most celebrity-minded Republicans in the House, even liked to quit declaring that, quote-unquote, they're just making up congressmen when Scott announced his <laughs> bid. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's just about how... Uh, the reason I really wanted to bring this up more than anything is that it's it's a point that I've made a couple of times on the show. Um, I had always thought the Democrats were going to tear themselves apart before the Republicans did. Uh, mainly, you know, when Bernie sort of became a thing and there were all these like Democratic socialists or whatever in the Democratic Party. And they were, you know, with the DSA and they were really, you know, looking like they were going to, threaten some sort of party leadership i had always thought that like they were gonna like maybe i hadn't always thought it but i at least initially thought that they were gonna really sow some divisions in the party but i am genuinely surprised to see that the republicans did it to themselves beforehand because the democrats are some fucks man like they don't know what they're doing they're fucking uh semi-loose coalition i guess but these republicans man like they can't get it together they, they've gone through all these different nominations for speakers and they just can't, like they'll the majority of the house will agree on some person but then when it actually comes to a vote uh they're not all gonna rally behind that person they're just gonna pass it to like another speaker vote so i don't know when this shit's gonna end man I don't I don't know if they're actually even going to pick somebody before the fucking uh, uh, deadline for government funding in like the middle of November, man. Like, I don't I don't think they're going to do it.
it's just it's just wild you know they did it like seven hours ago did they actually who'd they pick they picked mike johnson mike did johnson they vote for him for the nomination or for speaker for speaker it says on wikipedia in 2023 johnson became I'll select chair mike johnson of the house judiciary subcommittee on the oh that's different no he's speaker of the house yeah, this was literally an hour ago or two hours ago. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. That that's when they picked him, and they probably yeah. House of Reps voted twenty two hundred twenty to two hundred nine to elect Johnson as the fifty sixth. Blah 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 blah. So every Republican some Democrats had House to join in that, right? No, every Republican member of the House who was in attendance voted for Johnson. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say anything about Democrats, but uh. Johnson is a member of the Christian right faction of the Republican. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Okay, so it's still going to get You want to guess what state he's from? I saw it was Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Where's the true detective, man? We need the true detective here. <laughs> this is the this is the mayor. Or no, this is the governor from True Detective. Like, that's who I'm picturing him as. The one that had to go down into South Louisiana and, and expand, his, uh, expand his outreach program to... Let 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 his uh, administrators fucking diddle kids. So what? What is what is the house makeup right now? And this is I'm I'm glad I'm hearing this in real time. Um, okay, if he got two twenty votes, yeah, it would have just been like one Republican that was either absent or or didn't vote for him. Um, he was absent, just from the Wikipedia. I don't know who it was. How they fucking this is. A, this is right in line with that article, though. This is fucking Republicans I've never heard of. Who the fuck is Mike Johnson, dude? I've never, like, this is such a generic-ass name, even. Like, Mike Johnson? Really? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> fucking chat GPT Republican. Like, what are you talking about? Mike Johnson assumed uh, office. It says he, he was an incumbent, though. Assumed office January 3rd of 2017. So he got elected the same year as Trump. Um, wow. I'm going to say this. Johnson has taught at Liberty University. Do you oh, know gee, anything oh, about fuck. Liberty University? Sounds this like guy's gonna, this, this guy's, guy's going to be terrible. Christian. This guy's very yeah. Christian if he taught there. During um, his time with the Alliance Defending Freedom, he wrote an, an amicus brief supporting state sodomy laws that criminalize consensual same-sex relationships before the Supreme Court in Lawrence versus Texas in 2003. Oh, man. This guy's terrible. I... Yeah. Uh, and he's won since 2016. Last year he ran, or in 2022 he ran unopposed. So that was last year. In 2020 he won 60 to 25. Yeah, I mean he's he's in a probably dark red. No one even yeah. cares. This yeah, is a, he he won re-election unopposed in 2022. If he didn't say that. Um, yep. Well, at least they 13th, picked somebody. On October 13th, <laughs> Johnson stated he would not run for speaker and instead endorsed <laughs> colleague Jim Jordan. However, on the same day, on the same day, NBC News reported that Johnson would, was considered running for speaker if Jordan dropped out. So he's a, I don't know, but it's not like this guy is any good. So he was yeah, endorsed I mean, by, better, by former president Donald Trump. That's all it fucking takes, man. This party is cooked, bro. This this party, this party is cooked. Is still cooked. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, this is this guy is going to be a very easy target. So, well, I hope they do. I hope they make it. Yeah. Well, at least they <laughs> wait, picked wait somebody. Under Johnson, the Republican Study Committee in 2019 referred to AOC's Green New Deal as the Greedy New Steel. <laughs> described wind and solar as the most inefficient energy i just saw the greedy new steel because that sounds like it's a trumpism i like uh i'm reading the hills report on this right now and the hill is like a very like okay i, I halfway agree with them like a decent amount of time but i'm not going to support them um they have uh ken buck of colorado uh, who, quote-unquote, has been outspoken against efforts to overturn the result of the 2020 election and who opposed Jordan in part for his involvement, alluded to the exhaustion among House Republicans when asked about his decision to support Johnson despite his vote against certifying electors. Uh, Ken Buck says, Most of the Congress... <laughs> wow, fuck me. <laughs> Most of the conference voted to decertify, and I think it's really important that we get a speaker and that we move forward, Buck told reporters ahead of the vote. So I'm not electing someone I'm going to marry. I'm not electing someone I'm going to raise children with. I'm electing someone who's going to lead the conference. So they're just kind of like, fuck it. Let's just pick somebody. We just need yeah. somebody. <laughs> they know that they just know that, like, the longer that go that it went on, the better for Dems, because the Dems are like, you guys are failing to govern, so this is fine. We're, we're just going to let you do this because you're stupid. And yeah, at that point, they're just like, we, the, to satisfy the people that were on the far right, they were like, we need to elect someone that basically Trump is going to be okay with. And that's, yeah, he's got him by the balls. There you go. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, that's settled. So I'm going to move on to the last article I have which is from NBCnews.com, and uh, this is at least, you know, this is this is a non-political headline, I guess, in the sense that at least this can be non-political. Uh, this is Michigan State deeply sorry for Hitler image displayed before football game. An unnamed employee was placed on was placed on paid leave after a photo of Hitler and a reference to his birthplace were broadcast on video boards as part of a pregame quiz. Now, I don't have anything against anybody who is a fan of history, but you gotta know that some things are better for history nerd fan clubs than they are for uh football game jumbotrons and this is like just it's just ridiculous man like i don't i don't want to assume the worst of anybody but current year current month current day uh <laughs> i think it's you gotta be aware of uh you know certain anti-semitic sentiments that you might be unintentionally supporting if you have a Hitler image on your Jumbotron. So me personally, I don't think anybody can do this unintentionally. Like I think that's a decent cover where it's like, oh, we're just talking about his birthplace or whatever. Or we got trivia about Austria, you know, like that's 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 a cover. But it's not a good cover. Like there's there's just no way you could do this and not know you were doing it. Um 
But I think it's funny that the image they have in the article for this headline and somebody, whoever like organized this article, I a big shout out to them. I don't know if it was the person who wrote it. I want to say it's a uh, Jeff Kowalski. Who's the guy who uh, put the caption on the image. Um, but right under the big jumbotron picture of Hitler, there's, there's a text uh, of the sponsor of uh, Duckett brothers distributing, I guess that says we never drop the ball. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you guys kind of fucking dropped the ball here. <laughs> I uh, this was this was a very big uh, news story over the weekend. It's like, oh yeah. So by the way, uh, Michigan State ended up losing this game like forty nine to nothing because <laughs> they got blown out. And uh, one of the funniest comments I had seen was, "They're like, well." We got blown out 49 to nothing, but at least we didn't show Hitler on the scoreboard. <laughs> and then the next one was like, you are never going to believe this. <laughs> they, uh, they ended up actually showing Hitler. Um, no, this was, this was just like awesome. This is like hilarious. This is like, this is like one of the true, like someone royally fucked up and everyone that saw it is just like, What? why <laughs> for what reason does like you know this is like before a football game and this isn't like just like 15 minutes this is over an hour before the, that's 80 minutes until kickoff so this is like the door is probably open like 90 minutes before kickoff and people that wanted to for whatever reason wanted to get into the stadium and pay like eight dollars for a white claw they're like yeah we're gonna get into the stadium <laughs> and then they saw you know, they have to pass the time somehow, so it's like, all right, we're going to do fucking 40 questions, I guess. And, yeah, there we go, Hitler. Bam, bada bing, bada boom. That's all you need. Bro, uh, this is absolutely some pole fuck who was just, like, having too much fun. And I probably, you know, I guess he was smart enough not to post about this, but, like, somebody absolutely had these opinions and... Or, or I don't even know if you can call that an opinion, but like had these fucking disgusting beliefs or whatever and thought that, you know, oh, this is 80 minutes before kickoff. I'm going to make a joke and put this up on the Jumbotron beforehand where it's like, you can't do that. Man. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, I 100 I percent believe this was intentional. I, you, you can't fuck up and put a picture of Hitler on the Jumbotron. Like, this is, you just don't fuck up and do that. Like, that's a thing that you intentionally do. Yeah, that's a. Uh, this was this was a very funny story. I, there's there's not really much like I can say about it. It's just like <laughs> wow, okay, you there you go, good good job, you did it. Um, <laughs> it's such a funny photo too. He's just he's like smiling. He's looking. It's like where was Hitler born? Where was Adolf Hitler born? Austria, like. Of of Why? of all the like yeah of all the hundred million questions you can ask for trivia like that's that's not one you ask without knowing that you're asking it. In East Lansing, Michigan, Lansing, Michigan is a shithole. It's known as being East Landfill by uh, <laughs> by everyone that lives in Michigan. Uh, it's like, why would you want to go to school in, at Michigan State? It's a fucking dump. And, and and there you go. That's that's the reason. Thank you, Michigan, for doing this. 
Hitler-loving people. Uh, I think it's time for a break before music. I, I don't got nothing else. Did you? I thought you, you did. You have a couple headlines to talk about. You just fucking talked a lot. Shut the fuck up. It's gonna get edited out. Fucking care. Talking about lamp now. Fucking lamp. Twenty-three-year-old band from Japan, and they've made a lot of bolded works. And I've never listened to any of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) It shows them great start. They have seven previous bolded works before this, and here's number eight, and I've listened to this shit. And uh, (laughs) this is not a serious music review. I don't fucking care anymore. This is a jazz pop band. They put out a fucking album that's 75 minutes long. (laughs) This shit is some soft-ass pop that sounds like fucking Pokemon music. I have listened to this album like one and a quarter times because I couldn't listen to the whole thing twice. <laughs> but there are some very nice soft elements in here. But I can't get over the shit because of the Japanese style of it that it just sounds like it's, you know, non-affiliated Nintendo music for fucking Pokemon cities that you venture to. Bro, Misty Town, you play Misty Town and it sounds like you're fucking... Uh, you're in one of those smaller towns that doesn't have a gym in it, and you're just fucking passing through, and you're like, oh, fuck, there's no gym here. What the fuck am I going to do now? <laughs> there's probably fucking seagulls flying around, like the Pokemon seagull, and you got the, the, <laughs> the fans flying around. You got, you got, <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. This is a Pokemon album. And uh, Autumn Letter is that one town that has like a, has comb bee in it with the honey tree that you stick honey on. <laughs> Floroma, bro. Yeah, the Floroma. Uh, and then you have uh, you have Cold Way Home, which is that, you know, it does not sound like it's a winter place. This sounds like it's a, it's, this sounds like, a, like you're in one of the mid-sized cities, not the one that has the mall in it where you go shopping, where it's like a, oh, a five-story tower. I will, I will crucify you for not knowing these names, bro. What? No, Talking I know Celadon. Yeah, Celadon has a has a has a fucking mall that's that's five yeah. stories tall. I'm thinking yeah. of the Sinnoh games, so I'm like, I'm oh, you're thinking like... about Velastone? Come on, bro. How the fuck do you know this shit, man? How much fucking money do you play at work? What the I've been, fuck? I've been playing Platinum Challenge Edition ROM hack for like the past like three weeks. Alright, I'm gonna say that the song Weekend, that is the song that is the song where you go in the mall. That's the song you go in the mall and that high that high tempo, high beats per minute song starts playing. You're just like, yeah, I'm gonna go fucking buy some potions and pokeballs and shit. Yeah. God damn, this is such a long album. How can this be? There's there's one of the reviews on the RYM pages that the title is like, don't force yourself to like it. Bro, don't worry, I'm not. There is no way that I'm forcing myself to like this. This is a okay. two out of five album. This is oh, soft <laughs> This shit is not good, man. It's so long and it, it has some sparse, like, good 
spots in it that makes it stand out a little bit against the rest of like really boring pop albums but no it's not great it's not even good and it's so long and it's so long of just the same shit over and over again um but misty town is the one that i ended up putting on the album and it's pretty good you can go on with one of your how many albums you got how many albums are you legitimately reviewing uh five uh i want to say five three more counting the sufian so so i guess i guess you go go for one right now yeah there were there were two well you talked about sufian last week anyway and there were there were two albums that i said i was going to get to that i uh let me let me go back up i said i was going on a spree one two three four five six okay no so i only didn't listen to one of them uh which makes me feel a little bit better uh but a couple of these i got short reviews on so i'm gonna start off with uh first off the album that you had already reviewed uh and that i'm giving my second opinion on and then another that i have a very short review for so this first one is by an artist called broken teeth and I think it was three weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe that uh, you reviewed uh, their their album, uh, How to Sink Slowly. Yes. And uh, you gave this a three point five. You said it had some of the the best noise you'd heard recently. You said it had even rivaled some of the best noise of the British shoegaze scene. And uh, I was like, that's that's a good selling point to me. So I'm going to pick it up. And uh I will say I agree with some of your thoughts on this album. Um, I think Broken Teeth nailed that classic noisy shoegaze texture where it just has that crunch, but it's not aggressive. It's it's very enveloping. Uh, I when when you're making that statement about that noise, I that that's kind of how I interpret it, and I I would say you're absolutely right on that. Where you know just the absolute feeling of that noise uh i i can't argue against it i think this you know it's it's among the best that i've heard and i think it's absolutely uh up there in the genre of shoegaze as you know at least in that you know more noisy side of shoegaze i think broken teeth understands what that is supposed to sound like and how to do it well because you can understand what it's supposed to sound like and still do it shitty uh but I think Broken Teeth did it really well here. Um, I think the drumming on track two, I think that was pretty neat. 138, that's the one I added to the playlist. I think um, that was just a fun song. And uh, in, a, in an album where the drumming is mostly repetitive, I think that was a good change of pace. Uh, but then while I was listening to it, I kind of get bored on track three, honestly, on Walker. Uh, and I, I realize as I'm going through it that I should have realized this when I looked at the album's name, How to Sink Slowly, that this is really going to be kind of an album of uh, slow, very crushing songs. And maybe I just didn't go into it with that approach. But at the same time, that's kind of not something that I appreciate too much. Uh, I think Walker, it was a little too clean. It kind of messed up the flow of the album. I just kind of want to skip that shit and move up to Sunset Strike, which I saw was the song that you added to the playlist, and I think it's definitely a highlight of the album. Uh, it's a slower track as well, but it still hits that like very crushing shoegaze tone. And 
I think if you're going to do like a very slow, noisy song, that's definitely the way to go about it. Um, but then they keep going on to these slow songs. Uh, it's another slow, clean song with two lines. And I'm wondering, bro, what the fuck is this pacing for this album? You clearly yeah, don't know what you're doing there. Uh, and then uh, I, I guess, I don't know if it was two lines from my notes. I can't tell if it was two lines or the next song where there was a, I want to say it's the next song where there's a very solid crescendo where it starts off as like a, another slow burner kind of song. And then it builds up into this crescendo and then there's a fucking fade out. And I'm like, come on, man, like fade out. It's, it's such a fucking lazy thing to do. Uh, fade outs is just, you don't know how to end the song. And when you're doing like your big noisy song, just end the song with the noise, man. You, you did your crescendo. That's it. That's all you have to do. And let the listener pick it up on the next track. Broken Teeth doesn't do that. Uh, he or them or, or she, I guess, I don't know, uh, fades it out after that. And it's just kind of like, you know, step that shit up. Like, you can't do that. This this is a professional release. Don't do that. Uh, and there's another slow song with Sleepwalk to Sink. And it's just more and more slow songs after that. And that's just, you know, I can say that it's just not for me based on that where I think if you're going for that very noisy, very like destructive shoegaze kind of texture that broken teeth actually does better than most of the other modern shoegaze acts that I've listened to, especially, you know, this sort of, uh, uh, I guess like South, uh, or, or Eastern Asian shoegaze noise rock kind of scene that's been developing over the past few years. This has been one of my, biggest criticisms of them is that they don't really lean into that very noisy texture enough. Uh, sometimes they take it into, you know, more of a pop friendly direction. Sometimes they introduce a few more dance elements to it. And sometimes it just sounds bad. Uh, but broken teeth had that texture down so well that I almost think it was more disappointing that the songwriting on this album wasn't more dynamic and, and didn't deliver more. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think this is one of those things where it's not for me. And maybe I should have known that again, because the title is how to sink slowly. I should have expected more slow songs, but it's still a little disappointing for me as a listener. Um, in part, you know, because the textures were nailed so well. Uh, so I think you can kind of figure out what my score for an album that generally has a, a good sound palette, uh, but but doesn't quite, uh, you know, get that interest in me. I think that's that's a, a pretty obvious score of a three out of five for uh, Broken Teeth, How to Sink Slowly. Yeah, I was going to say I could figure it would be a three if you appreciate it, a 2.5 if you don't. So, yeah, that's that's about on par. I, uh, I, I, I'm still, uh, I'm probably going to be re-listening to a lot of my 3.5s and above pretty soon here to, uh, to get an end of year ranking going. And, uh, this will be one that I end up re-listening to. So I, uh, I, I am expecting things to change, uh, but I'm not so sure about this one. I, I can't remember if I said this was a strong 3.5 or a light 3.5. But uh, I, I know that for a lot of my 3.5s that they vary uh, because that's the tier of I, do, I think that this is better than just being forgotten in the 3 out of 5 tier. Um, so we're going to see. 
but I, I I can believe that this would be a three out of five if you just don't like the slowness of it. But there's yeah. a lot of slow shoegaze albums that you do like. So I, yeah. what are they? Name them. Go for it. Loveless. There you go. Loveless is no. That's that's the one thing I didn't want to even reference. Loveless in my in my review here because I feel like that's the obvious pick for a shoegaze album. That like oh I have to compare the shoegaze album to Loveless. Uh, no, Loveless has shit like what you want. Loveless has shit like uh fucking um when you sleep uh love even loomer loomer was like one of the first ones where i was like maybe i would compare some of this but but loomer is more of a fast paced song um the only like slow songs that are like actually like here's the texture even even soon has like a pretty active dance beat uh the only slow songs on loveless that i would really point out are um to hear knows when, which is like fucking mind blowing, just because of the different effects that it uses. Anyway, um, coming alone, which has like some fucking thick ass bass to it, so I can't fuck with that. So like I can't fuck with it in a negative sense, but I absolutely fuck with it in a positive sense. Uh, sometimes, which hits exactly the spot that it has to in that album, and that uh, doesn't overstay its welcome. And then blown a wish, which is like, well, okay, I can actually kind of leave that song. Again. I don't actually need that one. Um, but I did look at the Loveless track list and thought about those songs. I didn't listen to the album again because I've listened to that album at least like fucking ten thousand times at this point. But it's it's a it's it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Okay, that's fair. I believe you. Um, I think it's time. You know, how about we do this earlier and the. You give your your review of Uma, uh, and then I'll give my review of Uma, and then you can review some other music. Okay. Um, first, I'm gonna start. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna stealth uh, sneak in front of you here and say uh, "Burning Desire" by Mike. Uh, that came out October 13th. That was another album I listened to. Uh, this is a this is a good album to like squeeze some oranges to. Three out of five. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Uh, Uma. By a bet cover, this was uh, one that I had actually, and I, I, I sent this in the uh, Elite Media Taste chat, uh, where I had messaged my sister earlier, who uh, you know has has studied Japanese, knows you know a lot about how the language works, and has been to Japan a couple of times, and. Is, is very, uh, you know, normally I'll, I'll send her a text if I'm like, oh, this is a great Japanese album that you might get more out of than I did because you would be able to understand the lyrics. So I'll send her those albums in that case. So I sent her a message about this album. Um, and uh, but then she said, oh, wait, I know this person, some interesting album names. And I said, give me the translation here, chief. And she said, egg. Time, confession, middle schoolers. <laughs> I said, "What the fuck?" Uh, but she said the song that I sent her is called "Flamenco" from the album "Horse," and I guess that is the new album in 2023. Uma, I guess that translates to "horse." This uh, bet cover album, Uma. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm actually pretty happy with this. I thought I wouldn't like it based on like the first couple of tracks because I saw the tags here are 
jazz rock, art rock, progressive rock. And I'm like, okay, this is just kind of like some uh, pseudo lo-fi, uh, maybe art rock kind of stuff. And I thought I wasn't going to get into it based on that. But as it went on, uh, they got more in depth with the different elements of that. And I started to hear a little bit more of how this could be jazz rock and hear a little bit more of how this could be progressive rock. And the secondaries here, I don't think are worth mentioning. Um, I think, you know, it's alternative. Oh, oh, fuck it. I guess I'll mention them anyway. Uh, it's alternative rock Enka, which is like a kind of Japanese music and Avant Prague. I think anybody who voted for Avant Prague needs to uh, fucking, those are those are joe biden voters so i'm gonna downvote that <laughs> um and i think everything else kind of makes sense you know we can keep an alt rock secondary here and that's fine i don't know enough about anka to vote against it but this is a 30 minute album doesn't waste any time uh it doesn't impress me in the way that something that would end up in like my top 10 of the year would but it's a very solid release, and I found myself enjoying it in parts that I didn't expect. Uh, there's some flute and some saxophone that work their way into uh, the the eight tracks on this album. And uh, like I'm saying, it's a quick listen. It's a good listen. Uh, I have no major problems with it. For me, that's a solid 3.5. Uh, Bet cover Uma, 3.5. Good shit. I, I hope to hear more from them. I uh, To start my review... I have to say that when I listened to it the first time, I didn't hear it, but I think I listened to this album three times because it was so short compared to everything else I listened to. And um, there is a song. I'm not going to, well, I am going to say what song it is, but there is a song. I'm going to say it right now. Fuck it. It's the seventh song. I don't know what that is. I'm not Japanese. Uh, the seventh song starts off with one of those, um, four by you know four four count four count piano intros that is typically like a is, is a hip-hop opener and you know what i fucking remembered when i heard it l to the oc no fucking way you gotta re-listen oh, to it the shit. seventh I'm song opens with the right piano now. with the fucking piano thing and i'm just like l to the og <laughs> I, was, I couldn't take this album seriously after i fucking heard that that's the second to last song though the seventh song yeah. you said yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're so right. You're so fucking right. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no. L to the OG. <laughs> I now I ruined the album for you. And it sucks because I do, I do agree that this is a pretty unique and interesting album. But I fucking hear that. I'm just like, L to the OG. <laughs> Error to the OG. <laughs> it's the same key. It's got to be the same key. It's, it's got to be the same key. key. L so, to the OG. I can't believe that We're people writing are writing in the biting, same key. <laughs> writing Succession's music. <laughs> um, I can, bro. Look. Succession, honestly... I've been I've been wanting to rewatch it again. Uh, I think my opinion on it is going to move up on my rewatch. Where I'm 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 this close to saying it's one of those first tier great shows because it's just 
I have not wanted to watch a, a show again, uh, you know, since like True Detective season one. I haven't wanted to like keep rewatching something since then. And I, it, it would not fucking surprise me if people were biting fucking L to the OG because it's like, goddamn, how do you fucking fight against that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I really do have to rewatch it. Just because before uh, before this True Detective, because I finished I finished The Outsider and I finished uh, True Detective season one rewatch. I'm just like, yeah, fucking why not? Why you know why not? You know that that could be something. You rewatch those early seasons and get a gist for all those characters again. Watch Roman call people cucks and stuff. You know, yeah, <laughs> hot shiv before she gained like forty pounds. Yeah, it was awesome. She was actually pregnant. <laughs> okay, honestly, I did not know that. That is totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. Uh damn. I'm so glad I can't get pregnant on this. <laughs> uh so the song uh, ran. Let me know if you want to cut that. <laughs> I, I really don't care. Fucking <laughs> women taking the L. Um I am gonna say that uh song three was the song I ended up putting on the playlist because that was it was just a good headbanger of a song, and I think that it was a little sludgier in the intro and kind of towards the outro because that was one thing I wanted to uh, note on this was because in this in in song three it was kind of like a sludgy like background with a foreground of a of a high pitched wind flute that I don't think was exacerbated. It might not have even been a wind flute, but I know it's some sort of uh, wind instrument. My fucking cat wasn't standing in front of the screen. I could figure out what it was. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's a flute. Okay, it's a flute. Yeah, I can't even scroll over the thing. I forgot how to do it from last week, but whatever. <laughs> uh, this is a... this was an interesting album. I'm glad I listened to it. And uh, it was a lot sludgier in a lot of different aspects that I would not have expected. Uh, I don't think that sludge is uh, is typically at the forefront of like some of the Japanese releases that I've heard. I don't think that it's something that has gone over particularly well before. Um, but I know that a lot of scenes are getting popular in in Japan as rock is kind of going through its like rock is constantly evolving there. Um, because it didn't, it wasn't at the, you know, it didn't have, it didn't have the American phase. It's like second, it's like a second major gen, kind of like how Australia is going through, you know, Australia is like 25 years behind everything. And Japan is kind of the same way in terms of music where it's like Western stuff invade, not invades, but gets in there a little bit later. And uh, <laughs> arguably invades, but yeah, yeah arguably invades. Uh, you know, 19, shout out to 1945, yo. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I, but but for the music, I, I dug this. This was this was like pretty good overall. I think song four was like I'm surprised that you put song four on because that was like a little bit, you know, I think a little bit forgetful towards the middle. You know, once it gets into the more like spoken word verses stuff, I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm, don't really care about this especially because i don't know what the spoken word is but uh it does get it does evolve a little bit more in the kind of last third of that song um i'm sorry man i can't get over the fucking l to the og shit uh (laughs) i think that song six was also pretty good and um yeah i don't know i think i give this also a three out of five like this is 
similar to what you just said about uh, Dust to Dawn, like this is this is the one that, or no, the Broken Teeth one. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Like similar to that, I'm giving this a three three out of five because I don't think that there's anything in here that goes over the top to to increase that score. So uh, three out of five, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a very like. I think this is like a pretty good record, but it like falls in that same spot of, you know, it's not amazing. It's not going to be amazing. It's it's in that like good to pretty good spot. So uh, I, I, I get what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. So how much more do you got? I got one thoughts of an old album and one new album. And then uh, I think I'm good. I got a couple of uh, reviews of some new albums that are both pretty short. Uh, one of them definitely a lot shorter than the other. Um, and then uh, I'll go through these two and you got some thoughts on new albums. You can do that. And then maybe uh, I can get into my, y you can do your old topics and or, or old reviews and I'll get into a, a secret bonus review. All right. I'm going to do that first. Then, uh, this is talking about Sufian Stevens, uh, his album Javelin, which is still at this very moment, when you click charts, number one of the freaking year. Sufian Stevens is winning, ladies and gentlemen. And well, I mean, uh, he put it out in album of the year season where it's like, okay, you want your album to be number one. You put it out in like fucking October and November. Like, come on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's he's okay. not even. It's not even close. It's not even close. It he's, probably he's is, but okay. Point one one. I know that the rate the the volume of ratings is a lot bigger for for scaring the hose, but uh, I I don't think it's close. Javelin is up point one one. Uh, so I have listened to this album. Make it this out point five, just because. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> this this album is a uh i've said it before this is a mixture of a uh, of, of age of ads and carrie and lowell uh the second the latter of which i said is uh one of my favorite albums of all time so i uh i listened to this album again probably probably like a dozen more times and i think my biggest problem with this song is that the opening track is not good and and that is really really dis this is harming me this is physically harming me because I think the opening of it is very solemn and authentic and, and, and gracious. But once it gets into the fucking age of ads, like bloopy vocal shit, that is kind of a mixture of like later stuff after Carrie and Lowell and like a little mixture of some of the, you know, stuff from age of ads that was not, that was the worst stuff in that album. I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't really care. Like this, this isn't that good. And I, and I would like this song to be over now. Um, mostly I'm thinking of like the, probably the Decalogue, which is just a, a, a not great work, uh, gets into really core, like heavy chorus, uh, like filler, just filler, but from a running start to, so you are tired dog, that shit goes hard. And, and yeah, and Every single one of those songs from from two to seven is outrageously good. It's it's pretty close to a kin of Carrie and Lowell, and uh, and and is equally acoustically and authentically as great 
as most of the stuff that was on Carrie and Lowell, except for maybe a couple really big standouts. Javelin and There's a World are are equally forgettable because they are kind of figure pieces for or, or setups and teardowns for shit talk. Shit talk itself is probably like a like a like a if you're gonna song track me like a three point five because it is it's too long like eight and a half minute song Sufi you're not that you're not that guy stop like it's it's good for it's good for three and a half or four minutes and uh the rest of it is filler it, it is just like a little bit too much and i think uh i think that it really weighs down some of the some of the better stuff because a running start will anybody ever love me everything that rises genuflecting ghost my little red fox which is the second best song on the album and so you are tired are are all probably some of the have the ingredients to be some of the best acoustic that there is. And I am, I, you know, that is good company. And I'm, 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 I'm light bumping this to a four. I don't expect it to go any higher. And, uh, I, I wish that, I wish that some of the better, the, I, I re-listened to, uh, to, uh, Carrie and Lull and some other pieces from Sufian. And I think that the one of the problems on here is that it's produced too well. It's it's just too it's too smart to be good. You know, it it's produced too well. Carrie and Lowell sounds like it was recorded through a filter that was like a piece of plastic, like a coffee filter, and then had a mic on the end of it. Uh I don't I don't know. It sounds like it was really rummaged through. Uh Illinois was recorded really, really well. Um, that that has some of the highest like production level of of Sufian ever, and that's like still you know fifteen years later. Uh, and uh, I think that this is as good as like overall. You you figure in total production value, this is probably as good as Michigan, but some of the highs from Michigan are probably a little bit higher, but the lows from Michigan are definitely a lot lower. And I'm thinking that age of ads is still, still fucking mid. And uh, <laughs> I'm saying that uh, this is, this is probably like in the same neighborhood as seven swans, which I gave a 3.5, but I think there are some good, there are some really, really good songs from seven swans. Uh, namely, size too small, and uh, he woke me up again. And uh, I think that dress looks nice on you. Is uh, you know, that's the one that everyone knows from that from that album. It goes without saying, but um, yeah, I'm I'm giving this a four. I'm pretty comfortable with giving that a four. Sticking it in between Michigan and Illinois, sticking it in the same neighborhood as Seven Swans, uh, and sticking it. Honestly, it is lower than the BQE, which is a which is a horribly underrated underrated piece because it was a, a movie soundtrack. But uh, I am not opposed to putting movie soundtracks and rating them akin to uh, akin to albums. So there, you could we can fight about that if you want. You want you want to fight about that? Not today. Not today. We can okay. get into that another day. Um, I think sometimes it's okay to do, but sometimes it's not okay to do. And um, 
I uh, I have not listened to the Sufjan yet, and I will listen to it next week because this is going to be a uh, drive-by first. I'm going to tell you exactly what I will listen to next week. <laughs> uh, first, I will listen to that Sufjan Stevens Javelin. Uh, second, I will listen to the new Jane Remover album, Senses Designated, because Jane Remover is an artist that I've frequently criticized without ever having listened to outside of the Arizona EP project, which was not released under the Jane Remover name. But I also do think uh, from artists that I have read were influenced by Jane Remover that Jane Remover is one of the worst influences in modern music. Uh, I will also listen to Reverend Kristen Michael Hader uh, or Hyder's album Saved! Exclamation point. Uh, I will listen to that, to that next week, which is another Christian album. So uh, if if I like that, I'll probably like Sufjan anyway. Well, you better not fucking like Jane Remover, but you better like Sufjan or, or there will be problems. <laughs> there will be problems. Okay. All right. Got that. Uh, I will move on if I can to the two other albums I listened to this week where one of them I don't have too much to say about and the other one I actually do have a little bit to say about. Uh, the first one here was released on October 1st. It is by an artist who goes by the name of Hoplites or Hoplites, but uh, decides to... Uh, show their name in, in, in the Greek alphabet. I don't know why, because this person was apparently born in the year 2000 uh, and in China. So I don't know why they're using a Greek name for their musical work. I, I'll uh, ascribe that to artistic uh, preference. Sure, uh, they've released one EP and three albums under this name. And uh, this is their third album. Uh, it is some 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 more uh, Greek letters that I don't, I don't know what this shit means. Like, that's just why. Why would you do that? Like, I want to know what your album means. So give me at least like the English translation. Uh, but it apparently translates to punished. And this is uh, primaries of black metal and technical thrash metal and secondaries of math core and dissonant death metal. And my opinion on it overall is that, okay, yes, this is some very technical black metal, but I don't get anything out of it. It's 40 minutes, so I'm not too mad at it. But at the same time, uh, if you're in that realm of metal musicians who are trying to do something very uh, technical and black end, then your immediate critical contender is Death Spell Omega. And if you cannot rise to that level or do something different from that, then it's almost kind of a situation where it's like, why are you even making music at that point? Because, you know, it's a situation here where I, I understand that this is very technical black metal, but... I, I would just rather listen to Death Spell Omega. I would just rather go back to fucking that EP they did in like 2007 uh, called Mass Grave Aesthetics. Uh, I, I love that EP. I listen to it very frequently and it's actually 2008. That's my bad. Uh, but 
you know, if you're in that realm of like very, oh, we got a lot of riffs. Oh, we're a black metal band. Oh, we're playing with time signatures. Oh, we got these like, you know, fucking whacked out bullshit. Like people have already done that and people have probably already done that better than you. And there have been some other, I can't remember the exact name of the artist um, uh, that we, that I had talked about earlier this year uh, who did something similar and, and they did it pretty well, but this hoplites album, I don't know. I listened to it and I'm like, this is something that I've already gotten, you know, a good few times through. So it's, it's a lot of energy and it's nonstop. And I did like, I think it was track six that I don't have a precise translation for. And I can't read the fucking Greek alphabet. So fuck off. But, uh, that was the one I added to the playlist. And, you know, this is a very three out of five album. It almost like got to that point of like a 3.5, but there's just, there's nothing going on here where, I have to take a step back and be like, oh, I haven't heard that before. Like I've heard all the shit before and maybe, you know, it's, it's in shorter track lengths, but like what has happened in 15 minutes here that hasn't happened in less than half of a death spell Omega track, like nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's, it's cool. I, I dig it. This is some good new technical black metal, but you know, three out of five here. Uh, the other one I was going to talk about was a uh, debut album, actually. So these are the kind of ones that I want to focus a little bit more on because it's a new artist and uh, they are, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, this is Moonlight Sorcery out of Finland. And uh, they have two EPs on RYM that are both bolded. Uh, Piercing Through the Frozen Eternity from 2022 is uh, bolded at a 3.61. And uh, Nightwind, The Conqueror from the Stars, also from 2022, is bolded at a 3.64. So this is a very young artist. Those are their first two releases. And uh, they released a new album this year called Horned Lord of the Thorned Castle. And, uh, you know, I wanted to check that out. Like I said, this is a new artist. And... Uh, They've gotten some buzz behind them, so I really want to see what they're up to on a 44-minute long full length. And uh, we got primary genres here of melodic black metal and symphonic black metal and secondaries of power metal and neoclassical metal. Uh, I'm going to go right now and downvote that neoclassical metal. I don't think that's appropriate at all for what's going on on this album. And it's probably still going to show up on the RYM page because, oh, fuck it. I'm just so nobody voting. Uh, shout out to America. Uh, but, like, you know, Finland, they've been doing some good stuff. I respect Finland as a country. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on, uh, usually metal stuff. I feel like whenever I hear about Finland, it's, it's, it's metal music going um and not metal machine music just metal music uh so horned lord of the thorned castle came out september 29th 2023 and you know i've listened to this album a few times now and um my thoughts on it are that uh it's good it's another good album but would i show this on anybody not really not really at all uh this is very clearly like the genre saint melodic black metal with some symphonic influence um 
it's a solid collection of like very powerful riffs. Uh, the drumming is very punishing. Uh, the vocals are very classic. They definitely satisfy the the expectation of what you would want from a uh, black metal album. Uh, but this does not really excel or impress too often, in my opinion. Um, I think my least favorite thing about this album is that they they do that. Oh, the last song is the longest song thing. And I've never really been a fan of that. And I think if you're going to do that, you at least kind of you you want to make the, the second to last song the longest song and then do your last song as an outro. Because when you do the last song as the longest song and then you just kind of like close it very uh, conspicuously, it's like I feel like there should be something more here. Um, but they don't do that. So that that's kind of a, a little bit of a minus here. Um, I do want to uh, give a shout out to a couple of tracks on this album. Um, I don't, again, this is a Finnish band, so I don't know how exactly I should be saying these words, but there's something that's like Jan Silma. Uh, I want to say it's track six here. Let me let me take a quick look. Jan uh, Silma, I guess. I don't, you know, fucking any Europeans who listen to this show and have problems with my pronunciation, email weekly drive by show at gmail.com and, and, and just like teach me like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad. Like I'm an American. The only language to me is English. So, uh, feel free to inform me on this. Uh, but that song has a very, like a really sweet medieval sounding intro that is uh it's like it's a cleaner riff with a little bit of echo on it and it kind of morphs into this like blackened power metal riff and i think it's like uh, it's 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 really compelling i appreciate that a lot um i also want to give a shout out to the moonlit dance and that is the short name i give to this track because it's actually a lot longer it is the moonlit dance of the twisted jester's blood soaked rituals so i'm just calling it the moonlit dance uh, it's a it's a nice instrumental track. Uh, I think there's absolutely a place on an album of this kind for a well placed, solid instrumental, and I think they did it pretty well here. Um, but my favorite song here is the one I added to the playlist, which is "The Secret of Streaming Blood." And this one starts off with like this very interesting palm muted intro. Uh, that kind of gets me on this like thrash metal kind of hype shit where I'm like, oh, where's this going? What's going on? This is a black metal band. They're doing this very classic thrash intro. Uh, I think it's really engaging. Uh, but there's also a really cheesy anthemic riff about three minutes through the song. This is about a six minute long song. And I think that's just, just cash, man. I think they pull off that cheesy bullshit so well. And Part of that is what you're embracing, you know, in your melodic black metal album. You know, your, your average listener of things of black metal, they're thinking about some random dude in Scandinavia in a forest uh, in the middle of winter who doesn't have anything melodic about his soul. He's just fucking crushed by the snowfall and by Christianity. And <laughs> um, he's like anxious to do something outside of that. And so he just has this very icy, very cold riff uh, that he develops a song on top of. But, you know, I think if you're if you're dipping in the symphonic black metal, especially if you got that like power metal background, uh, it's going to be cheesy. And there's nothing bad about that. That's just kind of what you should expect from the genre. 
and uh, I think they do it really well on that track on on the secret of streaming blood. Um, so I'm 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 happy with this as a debut album. Um, I think Moonlight Sorcery. I think there's a lot of talent in this band, and I think they can they can do a lot better. Um, and I think you know for 44 minutes, it's definitely something where I'm like kind of you know slogging through this at certain points where they're not doing it's not a very dynamic record like they're not really issuing the expectations in a lot of different points so uh this is like right on the border for me and it pains me almost to give it this rating but i'm gonna call this a three out of five i wish it was a 3.5 because this is a this is an enjoyable record and i think there's a lot of great decisions made but uh, there's just so much of it, you know, the vast majority of it where I'm like, I've heard this before. I don't really care about it. And uh, I don't I don't I don't need to listen to it again. So uh, Moonlight Sorcery, Horned Lord of the Thorned Castle, three out of five. I swear that there have been a number of good bands that I've listened to that are from specifically Tampere. Uh, that's definitely said wrong. I, I don't care. Uh, but that's the town in Finland that they're from. And uh, it's just pretty big, pretty pretty big size city in Finland, and uh, yeah, that's it's just another another band that's from the Tampere scene. Uh, yeah, I, I was feeling that that'd be either a three or three five, but I have a uh, I have one last album. Similarly, it is a it is a metal album, and uh, you had said if this was really good that you were gonna listen to it. Uh, but it had to be really good because this shit is 65 minutes long. And uh, I listened to this album. This is a, this album is called Our Raging God Unknown to Us. And this is by Avanad. And Avanad is a band that is from, uh, from Normal, Illinois. Uh, Normal Illinois is where uh, fucking Illinois State is, and everyone goes to school there to become a fucking teacher because they hate their lives. Um, and Normal Illinois is is you know middle middle Illinois. You know you get some metal you get some metal stuff happening every now and then. Uh, mostly they were known for their 2019 album. It's a whimsical afterlife with a pretty pretty okay album cover. Uh, now we have this 2023 work, Our Raging God Unknown to Us. With uh, I don't know. This album cover is like kind of just okay. It's it looks like it was made with AI on some prompt. It's not really engaging in any way. Um, so I listen to this album. I listen to this album probably two or three times. Uh, each time, uh, myasthenia, myasthenia is a is a is a song that says like I want to hit my head against the. I want to hit my head against the floor or something. I have to look up these lyrics again because I remember at the time I'm just like, "Wow, this is uh this is interesting." They're they're just gonna do this over and over again. Uh, shit, Avenod. This is one I should have had before. Uh, fucking. Uh, I can feel my face break. That's what it is. I can number it only says here once, but it says it multiple times this song. I can feel my face break. And uh I felt I felt that that was pretty dope. I like that line. Um most of this album is really good stoner or sludgy guitar, really good noise that's heavy. 
but the vocals are so melodic and trying to trying to like sing that I'm thinking like why why like th this is good but then you pair it with this and uh there's times that I that I feel that this music is from uh from like the 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 2000s pop punk bands and uh when you pair that with with noise and instrumentals that I genuinely enjoy I was like man I fucking hate you Th this singer this <laughs> dipshit singer is uh is pissing me off and I, I have to thank matt hawkins matt hawkins for this uh for being the the lyrics guy who does a lot more but matt bro you gotta find someone else to sing for your fucking band because it ain't happening <laughs> and uh that's that's what i gotta say about th that portion uh i am gonna say that uh hauntless is the song that i ended up putting on uh that one i think best represents the opener of of feeling like it's like a like green day or my chemical romance opening but then it's like you hit this big wow coming in on the on the on the lead guitar and you're just like what 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 okay i guess we're doing this now and uh most of this song is really good but every time i'm just like the vocals are killing it for me and it's like it's it's the the thing of the male high-pitched Higher pitch, not high pitch, higher pitch, metal, melodic, you know, thinking it's a rock band when it's really supposed to be a, a sludge. You know, if this was a, if this was like the dope, sm not dope smoker, what's a fucking bongzilla? We needed the bongzilla lyrics <laughs> for this. Then I would be like, yeah, this shit's really good. This shit goes hard. But uh, unfortunately, it was not Godzilla. It was Matt Hawkins. Uh, it, yeah, fucking, I am giving this. So I'm. This is this is gonna be silly, but I think that I think that two thirds of this album is really great. Um, this definitely uh, scratched the itch of uh, being being a being a band that hit me with that stoner rock vibe of of really heavy, drawn on uh, you know heavy walls of of just noise sound um, that this genre is really great for, but I fucking hated the vocals. I'm giving this a very generous three out of five. Uh, this is also long as hell. And you know, this, this album could be like 45 minutes and it would be conveying the same thing. Uh, I think that this would be really cool to see live, but also, uh, these three Ravens, why, why don't you just delete it? Why don't you just delete it? Because there's no noise in that song. Um, go fuck yourself, Matt Hawkins. You fucked me on this. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that you would like this album very much. It's not very like like it's not very different from from a lot of the Stoner Rock albums. So I'm fucking done. I'm so cooked, bro. I'm sorry. I'm so cooked. This is this has been the fucking rant edition of the weekly drive by. Fucking put the bullets in the gun. And the bullets and 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 the gun. One shot, one shot, one shot, one shot, one shot. And the bullets and the gun. One shot. And the bullets and the gun. You're 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 too online. Okay, you've lost context. Fuck off, Rava. You're 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 too online. Okay, you've lost context. Ain't nobody dropping you're, you're, hotter bombs on the dub Okay, you've lost context. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> dropping hotter podcasts than the dub DB. <laughs>